is break time. Welcome to our newest episode. It's your co-host, Rissy Ray. Hey, hey. And yours truly, Kaninja. Today, Rissy and I are going to talk about children. So, children. Rissy, can you tell me why children are so important? My <laughs> bad. <laughs> children are are so important because it allows you to be a one-dimensional person to be a two-dimensional person right Mm. um what i mean by that is when you're just you you just if you don't do it oh well if you're just eating ramen for or any low budget food no nutritional value for extended period of time who cares you go to the doctor. Do you even know how to call your doctor? Ha! But when you got that kid, you learn everything. You learning what what is starches? Okay, you're yeah. learning starches. <laughs> you're, you're learning what is percentile. You're learning you're learning so many things that a child. Um, not saying you can't, but I know that me having my child allows me to just have a broader understanding of other things. Gotcha. Kind of to look outside yourself, really. Pretty much. Um, it's kind of, the, to, it's a similar feeling to me if you like do community service where you, you know, you're kind of like making sure that you and your family is okay mm-hmm. or you yourself is okay. And then you're like, hey, let me just open my scope a little bit. And I feel like that's what children do because with children, you like, for, for example, with COVID, I, I'm making this a little bit COVID related. I'm currently in school and I already complete my classes online, right? One, yes, girl. And so, <laughs> but the thing is, right, I did not realize as big as like a big cities that are throughout the whole country of the U.S., mm-hmm. um, there are still like, it's a misproportionate where you could be in a large city and there's kids who, children who do not have access to internet. Hmm. I think it's the craziest thing in the large city that we live in, that is an issue where the whole trans, um, transition to online happened, but some students only access to internet was the school. Mm. And that's something that if you're, unless you're in education, of course, where that is, you know, child related, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not, that's not knowledge you would know. That, that's just something where you're just like, okay, and. Uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. But with ch- a child, like children, you notice that because obviously there's a lot of information, newsletters, stuff like that. You're like, that's a concern where you may yourself may not be affected, but you know someone's child is. Right. And with that, with children, every everyone is majority on the same page that children should have an equal footing in that, um, at least in their their, their education. Now, if you want to go and be like crazy. Uh, Kaninja and Rissy Rain get their bachelors and get their masters, and then you have <laughs> Bree, who's probably going to get her doctorate. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Because <laughs> we're just a glutton for punishment, right? <laughs> uh, now that that's on you. Okay, mm-hmm. that's on you. Mm-hmm. Okay, but <laughs> we're but talking K through twelve. K through twelve. K through twelve should be that, and I feel like uh, have for me my personal journey. Children allow me to not only that, but allow me to expound on more like emotions, like learning to be more patient. Mm. Um, 
just understand slowed me down okay not say Rissy Ray was wilding out every weekend so you can't afford that every weekend but <laughs> not every all, weekend maybe every now and then like my daughter allows me to check myself Mm. where um if I've had you know trauma from life who don't got trauma but mm. like something where I'm like I didn't like that but then I'm spewing it on her she is able to remind me and I'm just like hey there's a better way for me to do this mm-hmm. there is a better way to do this versus if you're by yourself you're doing it because that's what you want to do and that's it so right that's my my personal journey of having children I was going to add about taxis but it'll even out you know when I, I <laughs> you mean taxes <laughs> I was wondering I was like what does tax like taxis have to do with this <laughs> oh my so somebody doesn't watch the regular show but no. it's an episode and they say taxis and I said I like how he said that um but it doesn't even out because even though you get the tax break where you get a refund or at least it reduces your income your taxable income so your tax rate is a different rate Mm. It, that's essentially what it is at the back end but that which can result into a refund due to how much you pay throughout the year it don't it doesn't quite it doesn't quite equal out you know when you put when you factor in like nutrition their food their clothes um housing because you know honestly speaking if it's just you right mm-hmm. you can live in a one bedroom and be right. or a studio for that matter you don't quite need the space. I mean, like I said, need, okay? Right. But with a child at some point level, everyone's kind of on the fence when you are in the same room with a, you know, 17-year-old. They need their own space so they can, you know what I mean? Like, things mm-hmm. like that for growth. And um, you can't, yeah, yeah, when you factor in all the cost um, from your taxis, okay? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't quite add up. It's nice. Uh, but that's that's kind of where I am with, with right. children. How you feel, Khadija? Can you you hey, you around them kids? Okay, <laughs> around them kids. You around so them? I do. I do not have kids. I have a fur baby, but I do not have kids. But I do have nieces and nephews. Um, so I don't have the same experience as Rissy, but I I can definitely see that it does try your patience. At least with my fur baby, it does. And whenever I'm babysitting my nieces or nephews, it really does try your patience and also allows you or forces you to be on a schedule. And so, you're right. Yeah. And I I never realized. And see, my mom has always told my siblings, you need to put your kids on a schedule. You need to make sure they're eating and sleeping at these certain times or taking naps at these certain times. They need to be on a schedule. I'm hearing, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll totally do that when I have kids. So I have a fur baby and you have to do the same exact thing. So I didn't realize how important a schedule is for a little being, either a human being or a puppy. And uh, you, and then I didn't realize how much I don't run on a schedule. I thought I was a routine person. <laughs> you think that, right? <laughs> you think that. Exactly. But there's those times where I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't have to eat lunch. Or, oh, okay, I don't have to get up from, um, from my laptop or anything along those lines. Now I'm like, oh, crap, it is 1.30. It's a half hour past my, my fur baby's lunchtime. <laughs> 
exactly like <laughs> you eat whenever you eat now you have to be on a somewhat of a routine and if you mm-hmm. don't put them in a routine it's detrimental to their everything exactly <laughs> or even just detrimental to your own schedule too so like usually if you get a, a a baby or a fur baby on a schedule you can actually work your schedule around that schedule and be like okay if i feed this baby at like one then he's probably gonna have to go poop or pee at like 132 and then i can rearrange my schedule from there and then if i feed him at four or five and then they'll poop or pee around six or seven and then we'll lay down and then he'll go to bed and we'll start all over again <laughs> so because <laughs> it's so gross but it's not because it's yours <laughs> right <laughs> like think about it, without them like who cares like if an, another adult tells you like that's that's what, what like i don't even know next time you poop like what exactly huh? And then you write it down because you're just like, okay. I mean, so with your little one, potty training. Did you have to do something like that for potty training? Um, yes. And it was annoying because, like, because <laughs> it was like, you got to go. Like, but then it's like, you don't teach them. You're the worst person on earth. Yeah. didn't teach them to be potty trained. But at the same time, I'm tired of all these peed on <laughs> underwear. <laughs> It's gross, but it's your because it's yours. It's okay. Like what? <laughs> right? Exactly. And you can't get mad at them either because you're like, "Dang it, it's my fault. I should have made sure you went to the bathroom." Like you're right. You're it's you. You redirect it, and it's mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Like, yeah. huh? I, no. So, uh, mm. I have a fur baby as well, and he's just he gets some nerves too. So it's. <laughs> He's a little angel. <laughs> of course, well, yes, he, he is quiet. He went to doggy daycare. But then it's like, doggy daycare? Like, that's an extra how many dollars? It's, it's very expensive. So please make sure, breaker buddies, when you decide to have a fur baby or a regular baby, by whichever means, oh, Lord Jesus. Just, they're so expensive. Uh, <laughs> the dollar signs are unreal. With how expensive they are. <laughs> right. And they're looking at you like, I'm here because you want me. So, uh, chop, chop. Right. This was your decision, your choice. <laughs> right. So, I'm going to hurry up. So, it, 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 but how do you feel? Like, it, it definitely some self awareness there, Kaninja, because, hey, you thought you were a routine type of gal. All right. Yeah. And then, your fur baby came and was like, no. Right. I'm upgrading you. Exactly. And it, it teaches me to adapt quickly. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is a great way to describe it. And the only reason why I say that is there are certain things with your, your fur baby or your nieces or my child where you just, you can't just wallow in it, like, give yourself a second, you just have to, like, okay, but this is, like, literally the nth moment right now. Yeah. Just, 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 yeah. just get over it. I know, it just taught me just to get over it mm-hmm. on some degree, not all, everything, but, like, just to be like, hey, okay, well, your fur baby just peed on the carpet mm-hmm. for the nth time, so what are you going to do now? I'm going to be more aware. So when I mm-hmm. see that he's doing that little circle thing, 
bam, mm-hmm. like <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. So, but exactly, exactly. So, adapting and making sure you are just ready for it because it is self restraint, adapting, and everything along those lines. Yeah. So, what you got next for us, Kadinja? so yeah um anyway so other than kind of what children kind of teach us and everything along those lines let's kind of talk about what has happened in the past so children have been a big thing about reproducing about you know women have to have children and you know, in certain areas, like at one point, I don't think they do this anymore, but a while ago in China, it was, it was super famous of a law that you can only have one child. And Ooh. a lot of times, if you have more than one child, I think at one point, now this could be taken totally out of context, but I think at one point, if you had more than one child and that child was a female, then either the child would be put up for adoption or it would actually be killed. Because it's so overpopulated. Now, break room buddies, fact check me on that. So I definitely want to see on our Facebook page, Twitter, or Instagram, a fact check on that. But I believe that's what happened because they were so overpopulated. They always had children. And so, and males were always the, the, the better of the sex or better of the gender. So... They said, okay, well, you have a male, we'll keep them. If you have a female, then either adopt, adoption, or kill. Um, I think it, it started out from kill, and I think it gradually went to adoption. And then it, you know, of course, now I think they're actually, I think Japan is at a crisis where they, uh, a lot of people are not reproducing because a lot of women are going to work and don't have time to actually stay home and have kids. And a lot of people, they don't, can't afford to stay home and have kids or they don't want to have kids. So now we're getting to a situation where our generation, the millennial generation are having less and less kids. And so every, the world leaders are like, well, we need to figure out how we can keep population up or so we don't have a downfall in a population. But at the same time, you keeping it at one. Mm-hmm. So that uh-huh. happened in China, from what I remember, from what I remember reading up on and kind of watching on YouTube, but kind of watching is that, so that happened probably early 1900s. And now it's kind of like, they're like, oh crap, like we made a mistake because so that was China and Japan is the one that's having trouble with kids. And then I heard a Reddit article where they're just blaming all millennials and not having kids. Well, now we're getting into a situation as to why we're not having kids is because we can't afford kids. Just like what you said, Rissy, earlier on is that it cre- it has huge dollar signs. Kids are expensive and we, we don't have the luxury to stay at home and have one parent, have a one parent income. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy stuff. But on the other hand, you have other countries, I believe like Sweden, they have a lot of good um, maternity leaves and paternity leaves. I believe Canada as well. But I believe one country in Europe has about two years of maternity leave or 
a paternal leave. So, yeah, so that one enables people to be able to bond with their child and to have kids. But the countries don't want to do that. Yeah, it's USA. weird. USA. Well, and you know what's interesting when when you think about your like your upbringing, I majority not everyone's different. So whatever one rule does not apply to everyone. Okay, mm-hmm. um, other than that, everybody needs air at this moment mm-hmm. before we learn how to breathe underwater, right? So check this out. Okay. My upbringing, I remember my mom more than my dad, right? Okay. And that seems to be a a lot of people's stories Mm -hmm. that they bond more with their mom for whatever reason, or they saw more of their mom than their dad. And Mm -hmm. And again, this is not everyone's story, but this is pretty much like a typical story for a lot of people. And what I find is interesting is that I feel like that parental leave does help with that bonding so i've noticed a lot of you know people are taking time out dads are able to take time out because they're back when you wouldn't be able to like dads weren't even in the delivery room years you know centuries ago it was just it was like a women thing and they just sat out in the in the room with the cigar or whatever yeah so, yeah you know, my beer right give me my beer <laughs> yeah and so now it's like for my example my my um daughter's father he had one leg while it was pushing mm-hmm. you know that definitely was not the the norm back then mm-hmm. so I feel like with social norms being different like what we thought was normal is not socially normal or correct anymore it's kind of like it's a free-for-all at this point I don't see why why parental leave is not we always have maternity leave, which is great, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't see with all the different social changes that's going on, why isn't it pushed? Right. Like, like why is it not, like, right now, if you hear of, of a, you know, or whoever, like, both parents, I'll say this, both parents or both partners or whatever are taking care of the kid. It's not, it's not just child. It's not just one person. Mm-hmm. where one's out and they're working it's like hey we're both able to be home and we're both able to bond right it is so important <sighs> for a child to bond with their father and it's so easy for the child to bond with the mother not only because like you mentioned they, they usually are the ones that stay home because of the maternity leave but also because they're in the womb so they already get that initial start of that bondage with the mother and if the father doesn't get that paternity leave you know, it's just like what you said. I mean, I, I have the same thing. My dad, he was the main breadwinner. And so there was a lot of times where I didn't see him. And the majority of the time I saw my mom. She went to major- She went to all of my sports things and my dad went to some of them, but he had to work. So if we had some more things like that here or just worldwide, then I, I believe that more people would be more apt to have kids. If they so please, so want to. Right. That's just crazy. Definitely. So I guess other than the population control, why do you think that people expect women to have kids? Like, you know how they're like, oh, so you're married. When are you going to have kids? Or, hey, you're getting to that age now. You're a biological clock. When are you going to have kids? You know, why do you think people do that? Because they're nosy. (laughs) 
because they're nosy. Ding, ding, okay. ding. Right answer. <laughs> like, because I think it was already meshed in our minds. And I think that that's just, just well, I'm going to be a little historic, okay? The mortality mm-hmm. rate for having children and surviving was super high. Just, mm-hmm. you know, just throughout the course of history before modern medicine, and even that took a little bit to kind of make it where the mortality rate wasn't so high. So with that being said, it's like, oh yeah, if you have, like, that's just like, oh my goodness, you have a child, that's just wonderful because people out here dying or the baby's not making it. Like, if you can have a healthy child, oh my goodness, like, (laughs) (laughs) So I can see where it's like, you want one because like, hey, a lot of people can or like your cousin just passed away. Like, you can do it. You're healthy. You can do it. (laughs) And uh, I think that's where, kind of where everyone's just kind of like that, that whole stigma of, for women anyway, like for men, it's success and money. Mm-hmm. If if the guy is is or whoever male role what whatever we're we're going back I I will be corrected at some point about this but what I'm saying is this okay <laughs> old school rules it was you know the guy being or male being the the breadwinner right mm-hmm. and you got to be successful they dealt with the stresses of being out there and making money mm-hmm. got to make the money okay and if you don't know how to let me say if you don't know how to fix a car, you're worthless because you're not a man. You need to know how to fix this car, this vacuum, anything someone tells you to fix, you need to be able to fix it. You need okay? to be Chuck Norris. <laughs> All day, every day. No pressure. You just need to be able to fix everything in the house. Like, who knows how to fix a vacuum cleaner? Like, I just toss it in a new one. Yeah, no. That's what I do. <laughs> no, you need to know how to work that. And so that was more instilled for men, like that in that mm-hmm. role anyway of, hey, you need to be a provider, bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily the opposite where you be a stay-at-home dad, right? right? It was like, if you're in the house, why are you in the house? You mm-hmm. are a failure if you're in the house right now. Right, right. You should be out there supporting your family by making money. And so for women, I feel it's, it's more of like, hey, you're at the house. House needs to be clean. You got to still be pretty. <laughs> and, and and you gotta bore these kids it's just a lot and I feel mm-hmm. like that was messing like hey that is the picture of a picture a perfect family guy mm-hmm. works makes good money women you're at home making sure the house and you can bake and you can cook yeah like, like that whole like what was it like pre-made stuff or going to you know to different places to get oh, yeah. like, a lot of people that wasn't a thing it's a thing now yeah. but because no one cares at this point right. you, you can get close to home cooked at this point but they're like no you need to be able to make a give me something a five layer cake with no recipe right now make it. you're gonna be getting some a lot of flour <laughs> <laughs> okay i need flour <laughs> that's like, about it <laughs> right like they they have to know recipes on top of their head blah, blah it's just crazy and I feel like that was like the picture of a perfect, you know, woman being able to bear children and have children and have a family and be married and all that stuff. And, okay. and I think that's what was pushed. So therefore, if I'm ranting, let me know. But am I no. ranting? Oh, okay. No, no, you're good. So it's basically like a generation thing, generational thing. Yeah. And so now we're in the mode of, and it look, was like, how dare you not give life? Why, why won't you give life? You are able to give life, give mm-hmm. it. And, you know, kids are not for everyone, especially 
since if you know you're I hate to say it uh, but if you know that you're really focused on you and what you got going on children make it difficult mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you if I want to be a singer songwriter um, and I don't see myself going down for the count I've seen people do it but it's very difficult mm-hmm. and if you're a person who doesn't like very difficult then they're not for you right right exactly and definitely if you don't want to make those changes like you said but a lot of people also look into hey I don't want to ruin my body you know so a lot of times well not all of us all the time when you know a woman has kids or you know goes through pregnancy and labor there's a lot of changes (laughs) and possible destruction that happens to a woman's body that could also impact their own image to themselves. So a lot of women, other than if they can't, they can't have kids, but they also, you know, choose to adopt, you know, and they're like, oh, that's so expensive, but there's so many kids out there that need a home, you know, or they just end up not having kids because it's just not for them. Maybe they have a disorder or maybe they have something going on with themselves that they feel like they don't want to carry forward you know, to another generation, or just, they just don't feel like they have the right mindset to take care of a child, you know, to be selfless. I mean, you literally have to be selfless to take care of a child because that child is selfish, you know, (laughs) (laughs) by default, they have to be, (laughs) or they won't survive. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just like, you're like, they are selfish. Fish. I'm like, <laughs> you're absolutely right because you're absolutely right. Okay. <laughs> That's it. You're absolutely right. And <laughs> I was just having flashbacks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm laughing very, very hard because I'm having flashbacks as we're talking about this topic because <laughs> this topic is near and dear to my heart. And I I am <laughs> I'm laughing because that summed it up. I, I asked myself, why did my little one do something? And this answered it because she's selfish. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why are you even asking her why she did things? Why did she destroy your carpet? Because she's selfish. Mm-hmm. So because she that's... wanted something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't get it. <laughs> right. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. And that is true. Some people, some some have chosen. I was watching. Um, some there's certain documentaries and I've noticed that if there's an issue with um, like if there's a medical condition right mm-hmm. some some have some people have decided to not have children just because there's um, a 50 50 chance and unfortunately mm-hmm. some people have taken that chance even with the 50 50 not even with but you know genetics and science and and I feel like it's a little bit of luck in between mm-hmm. you can, that that particular gene or whichever that caused a certain condition isn't present Right. But you can do it, someone else can do it across the street, and th- their child has the condition. Right. And I do see that, you know, hey, that that is true. Or I watched this other documentary, because I, I love true crimes. <laughs> the Hitlers, okay? The Hitlers mm. changed, the, the, um, actually moved, where they were like, they're like cousins, they're distant cousins to Hitler. And mm. they moved, and they're in, they're, they are located in the U.S., I'm not sure if they're still alive because no one has time to do research right now. But they, some of the brothers, because there were sons, 
chose not to have children to not carry that Hitler name. Ah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, who would want to look back on the ancestry because that's big now to see that they used, they're strongly related or used to be related to Hitler. You know, I think any child would be like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to be related to Hitler, but you don't have a choice. And everyone else is just like, you're related to Hitler. That means that, you know, you think these things like, no, but that puts a child in a very tough spot once they find that out. So on that note, we are going to go on a break and uh, we'll be back. And we're back. So um, I didn't really do much on the break. I'm going to take a a number from Sidorox and uh, a few episodes ago saying I did not do a single thing, but he used (laughs) not a damn thing. So (laughs) plug into our previous podcast on vaccines. So... (laughs) But oh my first, gosh <laughs> so Rissy, what did you do during the break so in the break um since we you know bringing up about children you know <laughs> um so my darling she needed play-doh for for class and i did not have play-doh so obviously old school we know how to make play-doh by dough right mm-hmm. so i did it just for that assignment and i guess she didn't get the memo all right <laughs> that it was just for this assignment she decided to take it a step further and took markers colored her play-doh one blue one black because that's the marker she could find thank the Mm -hmm. lord it was in more and so they have hardened in different places that she didn't tell me where she put it so i'm finding crumblies all in this house and she was just so happy to just show me the blue my favorite color is blue she was so happy to show me the blue play-doh that she made for me she's like hey Here's a blue Play-Doh because you, your favorite color is blue. And I wanted to tell her, like, I didn't need Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> so um, two markers ended up drying out. I have crumblies oh. everywhere. And apparently she ate popcorn in my bed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Patience, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> but uh, again, I am selfless. Mm-hmm. And kids are selfish. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, oh, this has been a very entertaining break. <laughs> take her. Take, take her. her. <laughs> I got my own baby to take care of. <laughs> take two of them. You're good for it. <laughs> hey, I've told many people I'm glad I'm having a fur baby before a real baby because I don't think I can do both. <laughs> It, it's mm, mm, lots of, uh, I can't say that because then you'll report me. I was about to say lots of drinking, but <laughs> <laughs> perseverance, that's the word for it. Perseverance. Yeah, break rooms, perseverance. Perseverance. <laughs> oh, yeah. So speaking of children, of course, there is this new, um, I wouldn't say a new trend, but some things that I have heard of is when people end up do having, or starting to have kids they end up either doing one or the other when it comes to colors, when it comes to gender colors. So mm. I've seen people who, who have a girl and they say, no, push all the pinks and purples. You know, they're a girl, so all they can have is pink and purple. Or same with the boy, only blues and greens. All they can have is blues and greens. And then Jeez. you have another type of couple where it's saying, hey, 
I don't care. Don't just give me a blues and greens. Give me some pinks and purples for my son or, and vice versa with my daughter. Don't just give me pinks and purples. Give me some blues and greens. You know, I'm a huge proponent on yellow and orange, but (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I guess, Rissy, what are your thoughts on that whole dynamic and kind of how the latter is starting to become a little bit more popular? I think because it's like because see my favorite color is blue my my birth month is is blue and I I just like how the blue shade I don't know I I feel like to me it's cost effective let me okay let Mm -hmm. me switch it to my personal experience Mm -hmm. so when I first had my first ultrasound for my little one I was told I was having a boy obviously we're talking in present tense it's a girl right so i went to my second ultrasound and i was told it was a girl so what do you do break room buddies so what i did i did push the the gender neutral colors even though i went you know i had them double triple check i pushed the neutral colors and i felt like the reason why i i wanted to do it just so that my little one is aware there's other colors Mm-hmm. Then pink, my old, you know, I have an older sister and she likes pink, um, but pink is also her birth month. So I think we're more, but still pink. So she was pink and I was blue. And um, hmm, I think it just let them know that there's other colors. Um, and with that being said, she loves pink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as, I mean, as parents or, you know, yeah, yeah, as parents, guardians, yeah, you, you want them to know, like, hey, there's other ranges and it's okay. Uh, sometimes they just revert back. <laughs> they might say, okay, well, I like pink. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they got a taste and they're like, nah, I like the first one. <laughs> oh, yeah, like I told my little one, because like, we, we don't, obviously, we, we, we're just, she's little. So mm-hmm. she's like, I, she asked me what my favorite color was. I said blue. And she said, that's a boy color. Um, what about purple for you? I said, huh, okay, you're being a little bit stereotypical little girls like pink and purple but you're okay with that okay and mm-hmm. you're telling me what my color is that's right. even more typical of a little girl that's great <laughs> her and I would get along I'm a purple girl oh so. my goodness so how do you feel I mean I think kind of the only neutral color that I think I picked was yellow and gray mm. that's what I picked but then yeah. I noticed that when you do that you, you're there it opens the door for your kid to be called like other than what they are <laughs> right right I mean I can see it in both in two different ways I mean I understand why people won't want to push those certain colors one mainly because the majority of girls clothes are pink and purple and the majority of boys clothes are brown are blue are green you know they have those main colors that are easy to find in stores so it's easier that way because of, well, marketing and so on and so forth. But for, I guess, whenever I have a child, which hopefully Break Room Buddies will be sometime next year, we'll oh, see. Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> when I have a child, I, I think I'll go with a gender neutral only because I just don't see the point in, in Kaninja's opinion. I don't see the point in pushing a certain color for a child because there's this weird stigma or maybe this weird thought that, hey, if I give my child a different color, then they'll turn out to be a certain way. 
And I don't believe in that type of um, thought process of if I give my, my daughter a blue train, then she'll turn out to be more masculine. No, she just likes blue trains. And if she isn't more masculine, it's not because of the train. It's just because of her genetic makeup. That's Kaninja's belief. So <laughs> um, that's kind of where, where I stand when it comes to the, the different uh, colors. But when people do want to push those colors, I, I don't think one way or another. Because I definitely have seen people have a certain um, opinion on other people. They're like, True. wow. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow, you're pushing those colors. Or on the other hand, wow, your son has a Barbie or your son is wearing uh, pink shorts or a pink shirt, you know, well, then if your son can't wear a pink shirt, then that goes to, you know, toxic man masculinity. It could be mm -hmm. if you keep pushing that, you know. So we're taking this like a small little thing that you do when you have kids to a more escalated issue so can it just yeah so can mm -hmm. I just opinion I, i'm all for the gender neutral and if i have a daughter she'll wear yellow but she'd have a yellow bow so <laughs> yeah, like just open the whole rainbow and then on top of that honestly the whole you know the colors is just more it's it's convenient for other people you know what you have mm -hmm. i mean just say like you're the parent you know what you have it's just convenient for like other folks Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you have a, instead of just saying you have a pretty child or kid or whatever, because mm -hmm. that's fine, but you, you got to say for whatever you, you got a pretty girl or a handsome son. No, you, you, a nice looking kid. Yeah. And on top of that, why am I even talking to your kid right now? He's probably, he or she is probably getting on my nerves. They're probably getting <laughs> <first. laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> You know, so it, I think it's just easier for other people. Mm -hmm. I think other people like to be more um, fluffed about certain stuff mm -hmm. like because it's one of those things if I saw a little boy play with a, a Barbie it doesn't really bother me because guess what he's he's quiet <laughs> <laughs> he's not causing trouble <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like, okay because <laughs> like like well, you mentioned earlier can they just yeah, people might say it's a you know it's a nature versus nurture thing, but if he's gonna turn out whatever he's gonna turn out, he's gonna turn out however he's gonna turn out. Okay, mm -hmm. um, he's quiet though. He's making a mess <laughs> over there. He's a good kid. Okay, <laughs> like let's let's not like my my little one. She my had like found like some what some dinosaur toys, and I didn't grow up playing dinosaurs or whatever. Mm -hmm my younger brother did but my little my, my baby played with it just fine mm. she plays with it she plays it with it perfectly she right. mixed it in so there's a dinosaur plus a random airplane some <laughs> shoes that she found and her lol dolls like you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's, it's a little one's imagination and then somehow my oven mitts are in there like what <laughs> What an imagination, I swear. <laughs> right, like, the oven mitts are in there. Like, what? It's you? Yeah. Like, it's, it's there. So, no, it, it just could be for other people. I look at the bigger picture, which is, are you leaving me alone? <laughs> that's the big are picture, you, guys. Yeah, Break room you, buddies. That's yeah. Rishi's bigger picture. <laughs> are you leaving me alone? That's all that matters. Are you doing your own thing and not causing trouble? Then you're good in my book. <laughs> I'll give you whatever you want, Okay. <laughs> 
I'll give you whatever you want. But that's my take on it. It just could be it for other people for whatever awesome. reason. <laughs> so I guess on a totally different note, though, kind of going into the troubled children, how do you handle or what are your thoughts on discipline on kids? Oh, my goodness. It honestly has changed. Uh, <laughs> it's changed. <laughs> uh, I've learned to do a timeout chair. Mm. And really talk to her. I know some people, that's their opinion, but I try to talk to her as she's on the timeout chair. Like, why are you there not having fun mm-hmm. while I'm having fun? I make sure she's right with me. So my timeout chair is not in a separate area of the house that I heard that is, is best be that way. No, I have her right here while I'm watching TV, watching my SpongeBob and showing her like, hey, you're missing out on all this fun because <laughs> this is what you did. This is what you did, because I am eating whatever I'm eating, uh, and not not saying food food. We're talking like a piece of candy or something. I like I'm eating you. candy. Like, in a cage, and you're just like, yes, I'm eating food. You haven't <laughs> eaten all day. <laughs> Thank you, Kanija, for fluffing it up. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's not food food. It's like pieces of candy. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> starve you, selfish being. <laughs> But that's what I do with her. I try to be like very visual about it. Give her the method to the madness, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she she is a child, so I try to be mindful of the age, the capacity, uh, emotions. Mm-hmm. I think it's the biggest biggest thing when it comes down to to kids, is that emotional part, and mm-hmm. it's really hard to like hone that. It really is. Right. Right. Exactly. And the biggest thing too for that is the children don't understand their own emotions no Mm-mm. and they Mm-mm. can't control it either so they, they kind of need the parents help to navigate their own emotions to figure out first of all what what they're feeling and why they're feeling it and what's the correct way of actually portraying their feeling you know and other than that you'll just have a kid that falls to the floor because you said can you say please and they fall to the floor <laughs> So that happens. <laughs> what do you do then? <laughs> Look, let me let me break your bunnies, Rizzy. Let me tell you a story. So I absolutely love my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Bottom of my heart, I will okay. do anything for them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there are so many things that they have done that is so funny. So funny. And the one thing that uh, my niece, my beautiful, beautiful, smart, very, very smart niece, if, when she was one and a half or so, she did not want to say please and thank you. Oh, Lord. It was a bane of her existence to say please or thank you. Jesus. You know, she knew to say please. She knew how to say please. You know, because on a, a situation where she didn't ask for something and we just say, hey, can you say please? And she's like, please. So she knew how to say please. <laughs> but when we, she wanted something. And I, I remember this. I will always remember this. It was, I believe it was on like either her brother's birthday. I think it was her brother's first birthday. And she wanted a ball. And I was like, mm, you got to say, please. She fell to the floor. 
Oh, instant. Lord. Fell to the floor, crying. Instant. I just stood there. And I was like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then she'll get up after like two or three minutes. And then she'll ask for it again. I'm like, no, you gotta say please. To the floor. Completely. This oh. happened like three or four times. And to the point where like on the fifth time she fell to the floor, she wasn't even crying. She just fell to the floor and started playing with the grass. Like... <laughs> And I was like, you are so lucky you were not my child right now. <laughs> She's like, how dare you, people? Exactly. Being an auntie really helps with your patience because you have to deal with other people's kids and not have to beat them. <laughs> right. You have to be creative. See, you got to be creative. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of people, when they were beat, they just remember their parents like popping them, but not necessarily the lesson. They just mm-hmm. they cried in their room. Okay, right. we're trying- <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what we, we want to do with the purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's not something where twenty years later we're like, you know what, I deserve to get beat because I was acting. Twenty years later, yeah. like. <laughs> Didn't feel that way when you were getting beat, did you? <laughs> no, or after a fact, like you, it just was because it was like one through ten, for, like one step, one ten, or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it was. So yeah, it, it's <laughs> emotions, right? We had to. She's trying to tell you that no, I don't have to tell you, please. Mm-hmm. Y'all are my <laughs> servants, and servants <laughs> don't get manners. Selfish. <laughs> but how dare you you know these are the things i want how dare you servants and that's what happened how dare you peasants that's basically what y'all did to my baby (laughs) my sweet wholesome baby oh man but rissy it is so good though that like you were trying to talk to your little one and navigate through her feelings because i have seen from uh, my, my nieces and nephews of them doing that. And, and you really actually have a conversation with the children and the children are listening to you. And by talking to them is forcing them to navigate through their own feelings. You're just guiding them through it. And that's so helpful because at that point they're like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I don't have to act this way to get what I want. You know, maybe... I'll just ask mom or do it another way and not get caught, which I know other people have done. Uh oh. (laughs) But I've seen that many times, uh, actually, more so in in our generation than I have anywhere else. And I've just seen awesome results from having that conversation. Now, Rissy, do you think that? Just doing that and no, uh, like a little, no spanking, no bow. I, I call it bows, but no, no spankings or anything along those lines. Like, do you totally swear off spankings and bows, or do you um, do it on rare occasions or do you not want to say in case any break room buddy is called? You know, was it a <laughs> CSI? Wait, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not CSI. I was a CSI or something like that. <laughs> or something, child protect services. Okay. Um, <laughs> to me, I feel like strategy is key, right? 
mm-hmm. to me anyway, with children, with life. And for me, I noticed that her, her fear of taking away a toy or fun is more important than a papau. Mm. I know because I noticed like when I used to like pop on the hand or whatever that it just she shook it off like mm. she actually told me one time that didn't hurt uh, and I said okay so I'm about to go down a dark path right now <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make it hurt <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's, that's the initial reaction right like if yes. you're, you're, like I'm going to make it, but you're like, no, like, you have to stop yourself and be like, this is a five-year-old who doesn't know that you're from the streets, okay? <laughs> she doesn't know you're about that life right now. She doesn't know anything of your upbringing. She doesn't know anything about you right now, okay? She's literally just, she just does not know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's fine. And so when I start taking things away, that's when I really, we got better. We got better on the same page more behave now she's a child and she's creative and all that stuff but i feel like that so i do feel like her pals do work for certain children if that's their if that's their fear of consequence right Mm. because it won't work if they start getting like a tough bottom like (laughs) Mm -hmm. if they start getting hardcore like my little gemini (laughs) it's not gonna matter (laughs) like you're gonna you're gonna still see certain things but once i I took her favorite toy and put it on top of the fridge, and you know I'm short, so I had to get mm-hmm. I had to take time to get my step tool, put it on top of the fridge, mm-hmm. and she was so hurt that it was on top of the fridge. She was just like, "What do I need to do to bring him downstairs? What do I need to do?" <laughs> He's asking me. <laughs> Tell me what I need to do. I'll Tell me do what it. I need to do it, and I will do it. <laughs> and and didn't have to do anything. I didn't ran and put her. I was just like, "Hey." I'm not talking to you. And then again, if, but you also be mindful of emotions because even adults act out. So I think it's, it's, it's a mixture, but yeah, I, that's, but that's really, <laughs> you got to get them where it hurts. That, like right now as adults, what hurts us, right? Well, there's other things on the list, but money. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why nobody likes late fees. Nobody likes overdraft fees, dot, dot, dot. Right. You got to get them where it hurts and it hurts in your pockets. Right, kids, exactly. you, you got to be a little bit creative, and right. uh, <laughs> I love I love your niece. By the way, she's like, "How dare you?" <laughs> she is a feisty one. Love her to death. She is a feisty one. <laughs> I like her. She's about it. <laughs> I think uh, on a different note, just a little other fun story. My one of my nephews, uh, we, me and my fiance, um, give me a name. Oh, oh, Dylan. Dylan, my me and my fiance, Dylan, we would uh, call him names because we would go back and forth with our the nephew and us just calling each other like peanut head, walnut head, watermelon head, whatever the case. We'd go back and forth. So <laughs> me and Dylan were just like kind of whispering a little bit, like being like, hey, like his name and all that stuff. And we would just keep on whispering and he's ignoring us. He's playing his trains, ignoring us. He must be like four at this time and so he's, he's just you can see him festering in his head like as we're just like hey 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 you know all that stuff and then so I'm walking by he turns around points at me and goes peanut head <laughs> with the most angriest 
face. Whoa. <laughs> this really? nephew cursed me out. <laughs> he cursed you out and baby. He did. He cursed me out and baby. So, but um, hey, I mean, that their their parenting for him was the talking through things. And he was able to ignore us for a good bit. <laughs> so at four, I give him kudos. <laughs> Lord Jesus, so, no. On that note. Sorry, we we definitely have to, uh, we would love to talk about this some more. To be continued. <laughs> to be continued on children. But it does look like we are almost out of time. Before we get back to work, let's finish out with our final thoughts. Rissy, would you like to go first? Yes. Um, oh, goodness. I got to print it in so quickly, too. Because <laughs> I got a lot to say. Because this one right here. <laughs> this is my, I love her, okay? I'm sorry, my 36 is 3. Two, two, one. Children is such a topic because it actually the view of children has changed with our personal, well, actually our whole global social changes. Where having nineteen kids was normal. Uh, where <laughs> do you see nineteen kids anymore? <laughs> you barely see one. So I think with children, it, it just depends on you and your lifestyle and what you want to maintain in that said lifestyle and that is my 30 seconds <laughs> all right so then i'll go three two one so children are just you gotta take care of them you gotta take care of them if you want them if you don't want them there's no big deal no big deal whatsoever you do your best navigate your own emotions don't let your kids take you down to their level they're your children you are the adult don't let them do that it's so easy to do that and fun fact, having kids and what we just talked about, basically what I'm doing with my fur baby. So if you have a puppy, kind of think about those kinds of ways too when it comes to discipline. So you don't have to give puppies papals and kind of take away or don't give them attention. That kind of works too. So, <laughs> and mm -hmm. those are my, my 30 seconds. Yeah. Awesome. So be sure to comment on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter on your different ideas or different ways of how you either you raise your kids, you discipline, or any of those sorts, anything that you'd like to share. With that, thank you all for listening in. Bye, Breaker and Buddies. Bye. See you next time. Thank you for spending your break with us. Time to get back to the grind. For some suggestions on what we talk about next time, send us an email at ourbreakroom at gmail.com. See you next time, break room buddies.